1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Make Contain Trace of Soy, the podcast all about surviving and thriving on a plant based, zero waste lifestyle. I'm your host, Rochelle, and if you're new around here, welcome to the podcast. So psyched to have you listening today. If you're a regular listener, welcome back, soybeans. Still haven't heard from you whether you care that you're being called soybeans now. We'll find out. I'm sure someone will leave a review or a rating. Speaking of which, if you are enjoying the podcast, please do go ahead and leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. And if you would like to support the podcast, you can do that by following us on Facebook or on Instagram. We are May Contain Traces of Soy on both accounts. If you are wanting to get in touch with us and ask a question or suggest a topic or a guest recommendation then you can hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. We do do shout-outs on this show. So you can get in touch, ask us whatever you'd like, and we will do a shout-out for you and answer it on the next show. I'm really excited to do this week's episode. This one has been a big, research-heavy one, and I think that it is really important, and you guys need to hear this because I think that so many of us get really We get really stressed about this okay this is something that i think a lot of people who care about the environment are feeling they're definitely feeling that eco-anxiety and i think that you guys need to know that it is not all your fault this week we are talking carbon footprints we're talking eco-anxiety and gaslighting gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person or group covertly sows seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or group making them question their own memory, perception, or judgment, and often evoking in them cognitive dissonance and other changes, including low self-esteem. Using denial, misdirection, contradiction, and misinformation, gaslighting involves attempts to destabilize the victim and delegitimize the victim's beliefs. Instances can range from the denial by an abuser that previous incidents of abuse occurred to belittling the victim's emotions or feelings, for staging bizarre events so that the abuser by the abuser with the intention of disorienting the victim. Gaslighting might seem like a fairly recent term, because it's only really entered our popular vernacular in the last 10 years, but the term actually originated from the 1938 play Gaslight by the British playwright Patrick Hamilton. In the play, a husband systematically breaks down his wife by manipulating small elements of her environment and then denying the reality of his actions, including dimming the gaslights in the house and then denying that the lighting has changed when his wife comments on it, leaving her and those surrounding her to question her sanity. Hence the term gaslighting. I wanted to talk about the origins of this term because we are being gaslighted by the oil and gas companies in a bid to shift the blame and responsibility for their destruction of the environment to individuals with a social conscience through greenwashing and victim blaming. Now that might sound crazy to you. You might be going, what am I talking about and where is this coming from? I am going to break something down for you. Out of the hundreds of thousands of companies in the world, there are actually just 100 large companies causing 71 percent of global emissions since 1988 ponder on that for a second these figures came from the carbon majors report in 2017 and this report focused its data on fossil fuel producers instead of looking at the emissions on a national scale the study also found that if they continue to extract fossil fuels at this rate for the next 28 years so until 2045 global temperatures would be on track to rise by four degrees by the end of this century. That will cause water levels to rise, it will cause extreme weather events, and the extinction of many species. Amongst the highest emitters are ExxonMobil, Shell, and BP. Something we talk about a lot here on this podcast is your personal carbon footprint. We have discussed this verbatim. It's one of the reasons I went vegan. Same for my partner, Daniel. Your personal carbon footprint is something that we can measure based on how we live, eat, and travel. There are carbon footprint calculators on government websites. The New Yorker has one. The Guardian has one. We hear it referenced in popular culture, We're sold products that tell us we can reduce it by making this swap or that one. And Australians should be listening. In a recent episode of the new ABC series, The Fight for Planet A, Craig Rewcastle tested the public's knowledge on our personal carbon footprint with a crafty public display. Five people stand in a line holding black balloons representing the CO2 emissions on average per person for five different countries. The countries were China, America, Indonesia, the UK, and Australia. Craig then asked passers-by to assign the flag for each nationality based on who they thought had the largest carbon footprint per person. And it might shock you to find out it was Australia, and I didn't expect that. So I think that our personal carbon footprint is something we do need to look at. We are living in a society of convenience and it is a real issue. We all need to make more of an effort. But where did this idea of a personal carbon footprint come from? It was actually British Petroleum or BP that first unveiled a personal carbon footprint calculator in 2004 in one of the most blatant instances of gaslighting ever BP effectively shifted the focus of carbon emissions off themselves and other companies like them to us. In 2004 alone, 247,000 people calculated their personal carbon footprint on the BP website. That term has entered our vocabulary and we all started to think about how often we drove our cars. We started to try and remember bringing our reusable grocery bags and our keep cups And this is important. I am not saying that every little effort doesn't matter and doesn't make a difference. It really does. And we all have a personal responsibility to do as much as we can and find ways to walk more gently on this planet. But the carbon emissions that you and I produce are a drop in the ocean compared to the largest producers of CO2. And that is those hundred companies out of the hundreds and thousands of companies in the world. There are 100 companies responsible for 71% of the world's carbon emissions since 1988 and BP is number 11. You can find the full list on the Guardian's website and I'm going to drop a link in the show notes as well but BP is the second largest non-state-owned oil company in the world. They have 18,700 gas and service stations worldwide And they made headlines for the infamous Deepwater Horizon oil spill in April of 2010. The explosion resulted in 11 deaths and the release of barrels of crude oil into the Gulf of Mexico. Millions of barrels over 87 days. It was the worst oil spill in history. It's a sobering reality to wake up to. While we kill ourselves over forgetting our keep cups for our morning coffee, companies like BP are patting themselves on the back for investing 2.3% of their budget in renewable energies. 2.3%. That's what they're willing to put into the world's future. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change warned us in their special report in 2018. We had less than 12 years to stave off the worst effects of climate change. So that is 10 years now. We have 10 years to stop climate change. And the only real road to success in this is global change. We need to stop using the earth's natural resources like gas and crude oil. We need drastic change and we need it now. We need it at a level that you and I cannot affect. Not in the same way that owners of these really large companies can It's no wonder that we millennials and gen Zers are experiencing eco-anxiety and beating ourselves up over keep cups and the carbon miles of our favorite soy snacks. It breaks my heart to see so many people who are so hard on themselves. And I know that you probably have been. I know that I am. When I don't make every effort that I try and make to be as zero waste as possible, I get really upset with myself because this is a huge problem. This needs to be fixed and we all need to make what effort we can, but you and I beating ourselves up because we didn't remember our keep cup is nothing compared to what those companies are doing. And I think we need to remember that. If you're feeling overwhelmed by the state of the world and helpless to stop the literal rising waters, you are not alone. This is eco-anxiety and it is so warranted, but we need to put the blame where it belongs. We need to take back our power by doing what we can for the planet, supporting climate change activism in whatever way we're able to. And that might be joining a local chapter of Extinction Rebellion or the Climate Action Network. It might be signing petitions or sending letters to your local members. It might be talking to your friends and family about how they can walk lighter on the earth and have an impact by trying to manage their own personal carbon footprint. I hate that terminology from where it came from, but it is still important. But we need to remember to just be gentle with ourselves and find support in these groups and believe in our resilience because we can make change and we can make it better. It also helps to research and find the good news stories that are out there. There are innovations happening in renewable energy and it could be what saves us. We just need to remain positive positive and do what we can. It's important to not let all of this drag you down. I know that it seems like so much and it is really scary, you know? We're not wrong to be frightened, we're not wrong to feel anxious about this, but it's really important for your own self-preservation that you don't get too worked up about it and you just do what you can and find the ways in which you can help. But I wanted to do this week's episode partly because I was inspired and I was inspired by one of my very first listeners. Her name is Logan Rose Hackney. You can find her on Instagram and this girl, she's 16 and she is just working so hard on eco-activism and is so impressive. When I first released the podcast way back in March She was one of my very first listeners and messaged me to tell me how excited she was to hear a vegan podcast with an Australian accent. And it was so lovely. That really made my day when that happened. And I just think that she's doing such an amazing job in her eco-activism. She did a post about this, talking about how BP had invented the carbon footprint calculator and about how we all beat ourselves up. So, you know, we're so stressed and we get so worried about what our personal effect is on the environment. And it comes down to these 100 companies that need to change for there to be real change in the world. And I thought that was really inspiring. I am so constantly inspired by the younger people out there, you know, by the people coming up now as activists, people who are just kids or in their 20s. Um, I'm 32, so for me to see that this is... Such a big issue for these younger generations. It's so wonderful to see them engaging like this and trying to make positive change. I just think that the world is going to be okay when you've got people like that out there. I think we are so fortunate in some ways to have such an engaged um, generation coming up now. They really are making a difference. And it's so important to see that. It's so wonderful to see that. I'm just, I'm really, I'm bolstered by it. I believe that there can be change because we have activists like her out there. And like all of them, I'm sure that you've all seen these younger activists really making waves in the world. And it's just so impressive to see. I'm so glad that there are people like that. It's just, it's so important. So little shout out for Logan Rose Hackney there. She's just fantastic. But I just wanted to say that she was the inspiration for this one. And I'm going to let her know on Instagram. But yeah, this has been a difficult one to research. It's really opened my eyes a bit more. I was just blindly going about thinking, oh, my personal carbon footprint. I mean, it's important still, guys. Don't get me wrong. It is really important. We all need to do what we can. But it, it is down to these companies. It is down to larger change on a global scale. It's down to countries u- unifying and deciding that things had to be different and we can't keep going the way that we have been. It's not sustainable And we don't have much time left for things to change. That's why it's so important to get involved in activism. It's so important to do whatever you feel that you can. And I know that some people don't feel that they can dedicate the time and also the emotional energy that it takes to be an activist at that level. And that is okay too. We need to do what we are able to do. And we shouldn't hold ourselves to unreasonable standards it's important that you make the amount of effort that you can make while looking after yourself while engaging a bit of self-preservation because it's very easy to completely burn out trying to do this so that was this week's episode I also wanted to say sorry if I just shouted at you this week this was such an intense one to cover and I am so genuinely angry That we're in this position because of these larger companies, and that it just boils down to money. Money is, I mean, we need it to live, but it's so not important compared to what's happening in the world. It really isn't. This is so short sighted, and it is so frustrating to see our world leaders continue to be short sighted for the sake of monetary gain. It's just really, really disappointing. But On a lighter note, I wanted to say that this has been an exciting week for my friend who has also joined Lip Media. That is Sean Philip Naylor. He runs the podcast, Excuse Me, I Have Something to Say. And Sean does a fantastic podcast. I've been on it twice talking about feminism, and I'll probably be back for another episode soon. But you should definitely go and check him out. He's the new podcast to join Lip Media this week which is the network that I am on. So I'm really psyched to have Sean in, in our boat. Really cool to have him here. Um, anyway, that is everything for this week's episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your point of view on this. And I hope that you will be kind with yourselves and gentle with yourselves, put your anger where it belongs, direct it where it should be and do what you can to lobby, to be involved in activism, sign those petitions, And even if your activism is just talking to people about this, it makes a difference. Little changes make a difference in the world. Do not beat yourself up over this and just be kind to yourselves, guys. Be kind and walk softly. Thank you so much for being here this week. We will catch you in a week.